Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. All right, welcome to Bet the Edge. I'm Jay Croucher, joined by Drew Dinsick, wearing a suit. Unbelievable <laughs> early twist to Bet the Edge on this Wednesday, October 26th. Thanks, everyone, watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. Today, we're going to talk about three blockbuster matchups across two sports. We're going to talk Commanders Colts, we're going to talk Panthers Falcons, and we're going to talk about the betcast I'm doing tonight. In Chicago, uh, that's why I'm in a hotel room. It's Pacers Bulls, the best game on the card, and uh, the one that, <laughs> that Dinsick felt compared to wear a suit to discuss. <laughs> but, uh, let's start Drew with uh, with Commanders Colts. Now the line opened Colts minus four and a half with the news of Matt Ryan being uh, unceremoniously benched uh, without even using the excuse of the shoulder injury for Sam Ellinger. Uh, the Lions drop down to minus three, Colts at home, and the total is 40. Is that enough of a move from Ryan to Ellinger? I have a lot of thoughts on this game and a lot of thoughts on the Colts broadly. And I think you need to kind of compartmentalize a number of things that are happening here because this clearly wasn't a decision that the head coach felt like he needed to make. This came from somewhere higher. And why did it come from somewhere higher? Is it pressure on the, from the owner on the GM? Was it the owner just taking this hand, you know, the decision into his own hands uh, for reasons that are don't even we don't even really need a reason? Ursay is a little bit of a wild card like that anyway. Um, and you know, so the why part of this decision is is a little bit in question for me. Um, but the what will happen part in my mind is is pretty straightforward, and I don't think the market is correctly capturing it because Ellinger brings at least two this game and if not you know and and maybe not for the balance of the season making the the Colts offense more alive but in this game at least he brings an element of unknown on top of a, a little bit of a mobility pop and Matt Ryan was unable to do anything create anything out of structure at all he was operating behind an offensive line that was not winning their 1v1s very often and i think 
if that's the continued quality of play you get out of your offensive line, the Colts offense probably is better off with a guy who's young, who's mobile, who can scamper, <laughs> who can get, uh, you know, first downs with his legs. And I think that's probably a heavy dose of what you're going to get in this one. And so if the Colts are sustaining drives in ways that we have not seen them through this season, because, you know, not a ton of enthusiasm from for me on the commies defense here. Um, I think that this over gets threatened pretty aggressively. I don't think 40 is a fair price for this uh, for a commander's game period against a neutral team. Uh, and then you throw in the mix of the unknown at quarterback and the uh, potential mobility that he brings. I think uh, this is going to get uh, into the uh, mid 40s here. So I like an over in this spot. Now, Long-term adjustment from you know from from a from a player like uh, Matt Ryan to a player like Ellinger is probably a downgrade. I don't have huge issue with the market moving this from four and a half to three, um, but it is pretty amazing to see uh, an Indianapolis Colts team still favored against Washington. Uh, with Sam Ellinger at quarterback. Heineke, I thought, represented a decent upgrade over the quality of play you were getting from Carson Wentz. He certainly has uh, very solid chemistry with Terry McLaurin, who's the most important player on that offense. Uh, And I think, um, in general, McLaurin can do what he did to Jair Alexander uh, last Sunday against the Packers, then I would expect he gives Stephon Gilmore a long day this week, especially on the fast turf there. So over 40 for me is, uh, is the best angle here. And I got to pass on the side, even though if I was forced to make a play, I would just take the points with uh, Washington. Yeah. Here's the prism that I'm looking through this game. So last year in week 17, Colts played the Raiders Colts at home. This is when the Colts were riding hot before it all fell apart. And the Colts with Carson Wentz at quarterback, they opened minus eight uh, home to the Raiders. Then Carson Wentz got COVID and everyone thought that Sam Ellinger was the quarterback and the market moved from Colts minus eight to Colts minus one. There was a touchdown adjustment from Carson Wentz to Sam Ellinger. And now there was a little, there's more context around that. And also it was early weeks. So the market's not as liquid. You can't rely on it as much. But at the same time, it did move a touchdown. And now from Matt Ryan, who I understand is playing like a bottom six quarterback in the league, uh, but from Matt Ryan to Sam Ellinger is now a one and a half point move. Like that just doesn't cohere to me. Like the market, maybe the market was wrong at one point, maybe it was wrong at both points, but I don't think this is a significant enough adjustment. And yes, there is the element of Ellinger scrambling behind that really bad offensive line. Like the offensive line of the Colts, I think now is being properly assessed as bad, but I think there were people last year who were thinking that, you know, a lot of Jonathan Taylor's success was because of the Colts' offensive line. No, it was in spite of the offensive line, which was bad outside of Quinton Nelson. Now, this year, it's been even worse. Matt Pryor might be the worst tackle uh, in the league, and they're having to reshuffle around uh, the offensive line to deal with all their issues. And, yes, Sam Ellinger comes in. He is more mobile. Maybe that will help. He's also making effectively his first start behind a really bad offensive line uh, with Jonathan Taylor, who's banged up, didn't get a big workload. Uh, they do have receiving weapons, which will help in Pittman, Pierce, and uh, the suddenly rejuvenated Paris Campbell. And it is a pretty easy defense to go up against at home in your first start. But yeah, there's a lot swirling around. I think this is probably the most vulnerable line of the week. I just don't know which way to play it, Uh, but it is the one certainly where there's the most uncertainty. It sounds like you're ready to take commanders, uh, which I get, I'm again, I'm not stopping anyone from doing that, but uh, the one other kind of sprinkle to add to the, uh, to the over plate here, both quarterbacks 
very much live for a turnover. Oh, yes. and, yeah. And, and the short field, a pick six. Heineke should have had two <laughs> last week. Yeah. Uh, only ends up with one because one gets taken off the board because of uh, a penalty. But um, I think uh, Ellinger, again, the unknown, the scrambling, and uh, you know, also, of course, the potential that he, uh, he gives it away in unfortunate territory, all real and bring to the table, which means 40 is uh, not the wrong adjustment in my mind. Yep, that makes sense to me. I do think that the reason why I probably won't bet the Commanders is uh, Taylor Heineke right now has a 34 PFF grade. Uh, and to your point, Whoa. really should have had uh, a more damaging performance in the box score last week. It was able to get a little bit lucky. Anyway, we'll continue to talk about that blockbuster game as the week goes on. But for now, download the Roto World app to receive breaking player news all season long. They have the competition by favoriting players on your roster. Get the latest injury updates, player news delivered right to your phone. It's available in the App Store today. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. There's a moment you realize you're ready for what's next in your career. Maybe it's when you're trying a new scone recipe and think, I could open a cafe. Or maybe you're helping a coworker and say, I could teach a course on this. Whatever your moment is, it's never too early to plan for a career that lives longer. That's why the younger you are, the more you need AARP. For skills training, resume tips, and job listings, visit aarp.org work. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. This football season, PointsBet is bringing you a better way to bet live on games, which means before this ad is over, you can place a live same-game parlay, bet on the next drive to be a touchdown, and cash out your live second-half over bet. So whether you are on the move or on the couch, do it live on PointsBet. Download the PointsBet app today and sign up with the code BETTHEEDGE to get a second chance on your first five bets up to $100 each. New customers only, must be 21 plus and present in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Virginia, West Virginia, Kansas, or Louisiana. Void where prohibited, Louisiana license pending in partnership with Louisiana iGaming LP, DBA Boomtown, New Orleans. Second chance means that if any of your first five cash bets, first five bet per day for five consecutive days on a fixed odds market loses, you will receive free bets in the amount of the losing wager up to $100 each. Additional terms and conditions apply. See the promotions page and terms and conditions section of the PointsBet website for more details. Gambling problem? In Colorado or Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. In Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. In Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. 
in Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, call 1-888-532-3500. And in Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. 1-877-770-7867. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help in Illinois, New Jersey, West Virginia, or Pennsylvania, call 1-800-GAMBLER for crisis counseling and referral services or visit www.1800GAMBLER net gambling problem call 8778 hope new york or text hope ny467369 in new york all right true let's talk about my favorite game of the week panthers at falcons the <laughs> minus four and a half the total it's an incredibly high 42 <laughs> <laughs> That actually sort of surprised me uh, at open. I thought that was going to open 40. Uh, but it did open 41. It's been bet up to 42. Uh, Falcons line opened six and a half. It's now down to four and a half. And uh, the Panthers, could the Panthers be the best team in the NFC South with uh, that defense at the moment? They could be. Yeah. Um, and I think the market move is telling you that the Panthers are going to score more than the opener suggested. Yeah. Which is a not a which is not a, a a degree of thumbs up on that offense. It is a thumbs down on the Falcons defense, which is suffering from one of the more significant cluster injuries at cornerback. Uh, which, if you didn't know already, cluster injuries at cornerback are bad. Um, AJ Terrell was awesome, and he will not be available for this game. On top of the fact that a handful of other uh, kind of meaningful pieces, uh, Casey Hayward, is on IR. Uh, and uh, even the backups uh, are dealing with uh, mispractice here. So you could have some practice squad players out there in coverage, uh, and it's not like you know anyone besides DJ Moore really scares you in the Panthers' passing offense. But you know they're they're all playing with the chip on their shoulder. Uh, you know it felt like uh, they definitely brought a spirit to the uh, Tampa Bay game that we hadn't seen from the Panthers in a while. And uh, so I guess what I'm saying is I agree with the market move in favor of the Panthers in favor of the over. Um, and this is Panthers or pass. I mean, I, I don't think I could get involved with the Falcons right now. The way that they're running their offense is interesting. Surely it's fun to talk about. Art Smith deserves credit for being a little bit innovative in this regard, but they were going to run up into a very, very tough test here with the Panthers. Panthers pass defense is excellent. Panthers run defense is solid. Uh, their pass rush is, you know, led by Brian Burns, who's outstanding. He's going up against a decent matchup against, you know, with the, with the weakish offensive line for the Falcons here. So, um, this should be an opportunity for the Panthers to fight for, uh, you know, another win in a very competitive, but ultimately very poor NFC South. Uh, and I think if you feel like the Panthers are the play and taking the, you want to take the points, I would just get involved with the money line and or back a little Panthers uh, to win the South. Um, if the Bucks lose to the Ravens and the Panthers win this game, what do you think the price opens on Monday uh, for Panthers to be AFC's, NFC South champs? Plus 700, plus, 700 <laughs> plus 750. I mean, if the Bucks lose and the Panthers win, then the Panthers are in top spot in the division because they have the tie break yeah. over the Bucks. And then, I mean, at that point, you're getting into the area where when Carolina play Tampa Bay next time, that could be for the division, potentially. Yeah. Uh, we're very high leverage game out of nowhere in the NFC South. And I think the good thing if you're backing the Panthers, like when you're backing 20 to one shots to win the division, which is what the Panthers are right now, you need variance. 
because it's not like the market is wrongly assessing that the Panthers are a, a worse team than the Bucks. But you need variance, and variance I think is here because one, this Tampa Bay situation is just very bizarre, and there's a 45 year old quarterback seemingly going through a lot of stuff, and he's not playing well. <laughs> the team is banged up. So they're playing Baltimore this week as dogs. The market is buying that there's something wrong with Tampa Bay, which they've shown that there is for the past month. So there's huge downside variance with Tampa. And then I do think that PJ Walker <laughs> gives the Panthers a little bit of upside because he was the highest graded quarterback in the NFL last week by PFF against the Tampa Amazing. defense, which is, not, uh, which is not terrible by any stretch. Uh, we haven't seen that much PJ Walker. And I do like... Backing these long shots with relatively unknown quarterbacks, where uh, you know a, a mutual friend of ours has a theory that it's very difficult to assess quarterbacks without giving them game time action because it's so difficult to simulate pressure yes. uh, without getting into a game. And yes, you can fake pressure at practice, but unless you see Micah Parsons coming at you in a game wanting to murder you, it's very difficult <laughs> to simulate that in a practice and really get that sense. And Walker was fantastic last week. He has weapons, he has DJ Moore, he has his run game, which was very effective against Tampa, and he has this defense that was that is now the 12th-ranked defense by PFF. So I just think there is some weird upside with the Panthers, and being one game back in the division with the tiebreak over Tampa and New Orleans and a relatively easy schedule upcoming, I, uh, I think 20-1 to is bet. I got to tell you, Jay, there is a theory that's been ruminating in the back of my head now for about five weeks. <laughs> and it's getting stronger and the beats are getting louder. And actually, some other smart people are starting to write about this. So the cat is almost out of the bag. We might as well talk about it. The quarterbacks that are succeeding right now in the NFL all have a couple of commonalities. Like they all are in the same part of the Venn diagram which is that they can do the easy stuff and they can scramble, right? And if you think about, you know, the way that NFL has changed over the last several years with defenses adjusting to running more too high safety stuff, a bunch of really good young cornerbacks that can take away elite weapons uh, and, uh, you know, in just in general, like taking away the home run threat, scoring is down to just unbelievably low totals, uh, you know, relative to the last couple of years. Like it's all trending in the same direction, which is that like, there was no counter move by offenses to come away with the breakers for the cover to the, the too high stuff. Instead, it has just created an opening for if you are a type of quarterback like a Geno Smith, like a Daniel Jones, like a Justin Fields, uh, and like a PJ Walker, all of a sudden you are as effective or more effective than the likes of the Tom Brady's and the Aaron Rodgers, which is it's bizarre world. Like it feels like this is oh, there's a correction coming, but at least for now, I don't think that this is unexplainable. Yeah. I think you touched on it. I think right now we're in an outlier season. That's going to become the norm from next year going forward because of this too high safety thing, because of the fact that teams are playing quarters more than ever before. There's never been a time in NFL history where it's more efficient to run and less efficient to pass. And to your point, like I think the story of the season in a way is that we have these superstar pocket passes or borderline star pocket passes who are having their worst seasons who are really underperforming. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Derek Carr, all these guys are underperforming. And maybe it's not. And look, they all have context around that. Yes, Stafford doesn't have a deep throw. Worst offensive line. Yes, Rodgers lost Devontae Adams. But I do think a huge element of this, and maybe it's mostly highlighted on Brady, whose context is pretty good right now. Like people talk about his offensive line. His offensive line is fine. He still has Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Maybe the game, just the way it's moved, is moving away from his archetype. 
and is moving towards PJ Walker. It's <laughs> crazy. Just a reminder, if you don't have the NBC Sports Predictor app, go download it now. The contests are free and easy to play, and you have a shot to win thousands this weekend by predicting what will happen in college football, on the NASCAR circuit, and in the Premier League. There's also $100,000 up for grabs by guessing the outcome between the Packers and Bills in our Sunday Night 7 contest. All right, Drew, I'm in a Chicago room. I'm in a hotel room in Chicago, as I said, because I'm doing the bet cast tonight between the Pacers and the Bulls. Uh, the Bulls are seven and a half point favorites. Looking forward to this one. The total is 234. Whoa. You could go up across the board, kind of like the under there. Uh, but what's your look? On Bulls paces. Well, it's a, it's an interesting game for a lot for a lot of reasons. Obviously, both teams have shown a much higher entertainment value than I think we expected when the season started. At Pacers, especially, that's a fun team to watch. Like there are you know Tyrese Halliburton probably in the mix, if not your you know your rightful favorite for most improved player so far, just because he looks like he's taking that leap with the greater usage. Uh, and, you know, even in the absence of uh, Miles Turner, it's it's been a, a very decent start for a Pacers team that we had all kind of tapped as, yeah, you know, this is probably a team that's going to tank. Uh, Bulls' expectations were very low after getting the sixth seed last year. Um, you know, they, they don't have Lonzo Ball. They didn't make any moves to really improve their defense. But, De, you know, DeRozan picked up right where he left off, uh, particularly in that opening game. Their Bulls are coming in off of a very impressive win over the Celtics. Uh, and I think you have to kind of respect the fact that, uh, you know, what they're getting offensively right now, it is working. Um, and so I think, you know, my fair price on this one is just under seven. So for me, I looked at the market and I said, well, this is Pacers or pass and not quite enough margin to get involved with them there. Um, but uh, I do agree with you on the total being a little too high at 234. Uh, again, a lot has been made of the Bulls expecting to see defensive struggles. But uh, I like some of the adjustments that uh, Donovan made at halftime means that Celtics team and um, you know if he's got a good feel for what his team can do defensively and he can continue to adjust into those strengths then uh, I can see them really being able to shut down this Pacers team particularly in the second half of the game so uh, you know I think I'm going to be watching this one live to see if there's a maybe like an explosion in the first quarter if Indianapolis comes out hot uh, then I think uh, you may be able to get a live under that. That's pretty tempting, but um, you know, pretty pretty clearly, Donovan is a guy that has a lot of different looks, a lot of different tendencies, and depending on game state, you're going to get something very different from him one way or the other. So uh, this looks to me at least like a good live betting opportunity. Yep, I like that. Uh, Miles Turner is questionable for the game. That will have an impact on the total. Obviously, you like the under even more if Turner is playing. Who is oh, probably? Yeah. I know you're not a big Miles Turner guy but he's probably the most impactful defensive player across these two rosters that's more sure. reflection on the rosters than uh the strength of miles turner uh but yeah look it's not a marquee game on paper but there is a lot of fun stuff here i think between halliburton as you mentioned benedict matherin is one of the most fun players to watch in yeah. the nba right now uh the bulls have been i think more exciting i thought that there would be a kind of a lull about the Bulls, a kind of malaise with Lonzo being out. But Ayo Dostunmu, who played probably the best game of his career against the Celtics, going 9-10 from the floor. Uh, DeRozan, uh, one of the great throwback players. He is uh, the subject of my two favorite bets on the game. Oh, really? The first, the first one is DeRozan under 0.53 pointers, which is minus 175. I think this should be more like uh, minus 250 to minus 300. He, didn't, he hasn't taken one. 
in two games. That helps. Uh, and if you combine the preseason action where he was getting a fair bit of run, uh, he's only hit a three in one of his seven games this year uh, when you factor in the preseason as well. Uh, I also like him over four and a half assists, which is plus 100. Uh, he's gone over three of the four games. He's averaging 5.3 assists. And uh, Pacers' defense uh, gives up a lot of assists, uh, as you might expect. They give up 26 and a half per game. So I'm sure my man DeMar can get five. Uh, any other NBA looks that you like tonight, Drew, or going forward? <sighs> Sticking with uh, a couple of uh, preseason priors that are a little bit they're being tested to the detriment of my bank account. <laughs> but uh, going back to the well with the Magic here, I took the points against yeah. the Cleveland Cavaliers. Magic are playing a lot better than their results by a lot. And I think you look at what the weaknesses of the Magic is, it is clearly when that second unit comes on the floor. Uh, Cleveland does not have the bodies to really, I don't think, exploit that as much as some of the other tests that the Magic have had so far. I Magic realistically live to get their first win tonight in my mind, but I like plus the points even better. Uh, I took the Houston Rockets uh, again and the points against the Jazz. We talked about the Jazz yesterday. I still think there's a lot of defensive regression coming for that team. You can catch seven and a half points, I think, in a couple of so I don't know. It's just a flat seven everywhere now. Um, but I think that, uh, you know, I like the way the Rockets match up. I like, in general, some of their conceptual ideas defensively, offensively, we've seen so far. So that should be a competitive game. Uh, and then I took uh, sticking with my priors on the Philadelphia 76ers. Don't love the Toronto Raptors in this spot. Laid the points, and only concern is that uh, James Harden was a little bit uh, too excited to be back in Toronto last night, and uh, maybe isn't ready to play this game. But hopefully, hopefully he's saving it for after the game, and uh, we'll uh, we'll see it. We'll see a solid Harden out there tonight. He's a new man, Drew. He's a thin man, uh, Mr. Harden. Looking, uh, there's been a buzz about, oh, he's back to Houston, James Harden. No, he's not. He's back no. to uh, like the first year in Brooklyn, James Harden. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Basically on that level. All right, Drew, we're done. We'll leave you to go do whatever men wearing suits do. In the meantime, <laughs> don't forget to check out NBCSportsEdge.com for more information to help you with your wages. Thanks everyone watching on the NBC Sports YouTube channel. And if you're listening to us in podcast form, don't forget to subscribe and rate us. From me and Drew Dinsick wearing a suit, we will see you tomorrow. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.